When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Don McDonald. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am here for the duration. I'm going to, I'm going to be with you because you need me to be here. On the other hand, Tom, short timer. He's going to blow out of here before the show's even over. But, but you can be a part of it and keep the thing going, moving forward for the duration by calling us at 855 935 talk 855-935-8255 because we want to talk about money with you because you deal with money and it's kind of important to all of us and we want to help you deal with it a whole lot better than you did before our main goal is to help you retire better it really is and so um that's why we're going to start today's episode off talking about the sorry state of retirement in the United States of America from our very own soon-to-be foreign correspondent reporting from the great country of Qatar where you can't have a bud at the stadium. Tom Cock. Thank you. Wow, there's, that's I, I'll never live up to that introduction, but I'll give it a shot anyway. Yeah, so you, thank you for that. Yeah, uh, yeah this is I, – I find these surveys, these reports, these – are fascinating at one level and silly at another. Well, they're all kind um, of silly, really, when it comes right down to it. Because the quote in the first paragraph is they're calling it one of the worst years to retire in recent memory. And I think, well, not if you retired and you want to leave your job. It wasn't one of the worst years. It was a it, darn good year. Well, it was. You know, you know what? Actually, what it was, yeah, it yeah. was the year in which you retired. Congratulations. There you go. It yeah, was I mean, the year. It's, it's yeah. not the worst, not the best. It just was the year. It, you know, we can only know if it was the worst or the best in hindsight. Yeah, and this is a survey of the uh, annual global retirement index. United I didn't States falling. No, there was one of those. I know. Uh, you got to start following. You, you sometimes you follow the Standard and Poor's 500 index, the Russell 3000 index. You need to start following the annual global retirement index. And the United States is moving the wrong direction. We're down to 18 behind. You know, Norway, Switzerland, Iceland, blah, 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 um, you know, all the, and, and including yeah. South Korea, which I can't understand. I mean, of a lot of places to retire, South Korea for me would not be one. Just do, if nothing else, the fact that there's a very hostile enemy like 30 miles away, wow. I wouldn't want to retire. You're there, talking about the neighbor. Yeah. yeah you, not exactly it, friendly. Let's it's interesting it because we were, we had a friend over last night. We were talking about how, you know, how lovely it might be to live in some of the Nordic countries. And it appears a lot of them appear on this list. They do. But what we're talking about here is sort of retirement security. And, and one of the big reasons the United States is low is there's, and we already know this, income equality, the seventh lowest ranking among the four, four countries in the index, uh, and the fact that there's a fewer guarantees here, right, other than really social security. There's not pensions are going down, of course, right? People are more have to be more reliant on themselves and the older population, Don, this might scare you. 
Uh, people over 65 made up 14% of the population in 1950. Mm-hmm. We're, we're bigger, I bet, that now. Was, yeah. yeah, by by 2020, that was almost uh, 29%. They're saying by 2050, should either of us see that year, which is <laughs> doubtful. But if we did, we would be part of the 40% wow. over the age of 65 by 2050. And that's bad news in a general sense for things like Social Security, although... You can fix Social Security without that much pain. It's it's fairly slight, and it's not going to be a big deal when they do it. Yeah, but the, the fix for Social Security is actually really easy, and it's not even politically th- that problematic. Uh, and, and that one of the biggest fixes would just be eliminating the, the income cap. I, and and I, I hit the income cap now. For the first I couple know. of years well, of my, for the first couple of years of my life ever, the last two <laughs> I years, beat the cap. I beat the cap for the first time, and I went, "Oh, that feels good." But and then I started thinking, "But am I hurting the rest of the system?" But next year the cap's one sixty. Next year the cap's one sixty. That's twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah. So that's okay. going to help yeah, a little. So that would be one. If they just what you're saying is that they they only tax Social Security on the first hundred and forty four thousand. I think forty seven thousand. Yeah, forty seven. That'd be an easy fix. I mean, the other fix, frankly, remember the system was uh, in put in place in the mid nineteen thirties when the average life expectancy was sixty five two or something. Yeah, sixty five. And people are living longer now, so maybe you're going to have to wait a little longer to get Social Security. That's another, and I know that's more controversial. Well, but um, I'm I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. I I plan. Are to, you? I'm thinking I'm going to wait till seventy, as long as I keep making a living and having fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When's the fun part kick in? <laughs> well, actually, it kicks in uh, at uh, let's see, uh, one p.m. Pacific time. That's when it's going to kick in. When I'm one, out of here, 106, 106. We are going to have, <laughs> when you're time. not here, oh. when, when Tom's away, the, uh, the, the, the mice will play. I do want to mention one thing about retiring because somebody asked me about this last week. If you're thinking about, you work at Boeing and you're trying to make this decision you have to make by the 30th of November about the pension or lump sum, it's a little complicated. You can call our office, 800-386-3004, and, and we'll run the numbers for you to make sure you're making a good decision there because it's coming up fast. And, I think the and, deadline's and next again, week. And again, we'll run the numbers for you for free. No sales yep. pitch, no hassle. Nope. Just, just a public service because we want you to get this right. And it may be better to take the lump sum this year than future years. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, good to have you joining us here on the program. I'm Don McDonald, and uh, I'm hanging out with my good buddy, Tom Cock, only for a limited time. This is a limited opportunity for you to talk with Tom because he's out of here. He's going to be, what are you, how many hours are you going to be sitting in that plane? 14 and one half hours. Well, we just round it to 15, shall we? Since you'll probably okay, be sitting on the tarmac 15. for a while. Let's say oh, 15. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. say 16. We'll go for 16 because it'll probably be a little ah. bit of a delay. But uh, 16 okay. hours, the Tom is going Long to be time. stuck inside. All flying all that way to watch a soccer game with no beer. I mean, it really think of that through. And, That's and to, watch, to watch a soccer game for which the view will be better sitting in the United States with your 4K <laughs> high-def screen. That's a good point. I yeah, just right, don't yeah. get it, but it's what he feels the need Not to experience. Not your decision to make. Not your decision yep. to make. Yep, and, uh, you know, do, uh, do do take advantage of the camel rides while you're there, please. 
really. Doo, doo, Candle doo, races. Ha. Okay. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And Andrew, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Don and Tom. How are you? Good. And thank you for I'm saying it in that order. I'm talking on the hour that Tom is here. But yeah. You, you timed it perfectly. Uh, big fan <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Big fan of the show podcast. Um, I wrote in. I just wanted to find out. I um, wanted to do some Roth conversions for my wife and I from previous IRAs. And just want to know if there's any order in which to transfer the funds over, to convert them over. Um. What I have now is, you know, VTI, VXUS, and then I have small, mid, um, REITs and emerging markets. I didn't know if there was any order in which to transfer those over since I'll be doing them over the years. Ah, that is an interesting question, actually. So here's the way I would do it. There isn't, but here's the way I would. I would take the riskiest assets and move them first because the chances are that you're going to get the greatest return. I mean, this year has been a good indication, right, where – the S&P 500's lost 15, and U.S. small, by the way, it's almost broken even, U.S. small value. I'd probably move the small value. I'd probably move the emerging markets, that stuff first, and then work my way to the stuff that, I hate to use the word safer, but less volatile, I guess I'd put it that and, way. And that's because, that's because of the, the tax-free nature going forward, right? That's what you're thinking. Correct. I mean, you're going to grow tax-free, and the hope would be that those riskier assets make you more. Now, this is one Maybe of those marginal, questions. But, you know. This is one of those questions that I really like to sit down and talk about with one of our CFPs, because it it occurs to me though sometimes when I think about this that particularly with rates going back up again, where we you might have you might have rates of you know four percent on some of your money that. The because your your small cap value, if it's in an index fund, it's hardly going to be taxed anyway. Particularly if it's in an ETF, there'd be almost no dividends, and you're not really going to get taxed on the growth till you take it out. Um, well, you're not going to anyway. It's in an IRA. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So you're going to get taxed on the whole darn thing. I guess in an IRA, then yeah, that makes sense. I like the I, I like moved, Tom's thinking. I just, I just move the things you expect to grow fast. Yeah, There's no because guarantee you, that any no, of them will. But no, they, no, no. But the, and so therefore, it's not that critical but yeah. if you if you want to break it up then you move the more aggressive first i get your i get your thinking i think he's Does that right. help i think he's right andrew yeah it helps a lot and with all those funds do i even need mid cap if i have the small large emerging and reach there's no evidence that mid cap uh you know we don't see the same evidence that mid cap stocks perform outperform enough to make them worthwhile the evidence is really small cap and value and the, the the our old friend Paul Merriman used to say this that the action appears to be on the outside, large and on small, the not so much in the middle. Yeah, yeah, not so much in the middle. So yeah, great question. Thanks for the call, Andrew. We appreciate it. Eight five five question nine three five talk. I, just let me get the yeah. phone number out. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. You short timer. What? What's your question? I my question. I heard this this morning. I had a great call early today with a woman in the Midwest, and she said the reason that she doesn't invest much in the stock market is she's too scared, her words, too mm -hmm. scared of the stock market. What do you tell people that say, it's funny. I do it, but I'm just too scared? A lot of people say they're scared of the stock market. It's, it's uncanny because really we're missing the biggest picture. We're not just missing the bigger picture. We're missing the big picture. The market 
isn't really a thing. The market. Oh, it's not. It's not Mr. Market. It's no, not the monolithic. Uh, you know, guy pulling I, a lever. Or no, there the isn't wizard. really. It's not like there's a market somewhere you can just kind of go stand there and watch stocks trade. We think of it. We think of the New York Stock Exchange in that way, but that's not even the case anymore. As a matter of fact, when you look at the New York Stock Exchange these days, the floor is pretty darned empty because the bulk yeah. of trades don't go through there. They're they happen. They now. happen on that internet thing out there. Yeah, that wacky internet and, thing. And what it means is what the market is. And wow, this is such a big thing. What the market is is you, everyone you know who invests in stocks or bonds or whatever it might be, the people who trans make those transactions happen or the systems that make those happen. But even bigger than that. What the market is, is the companies whose value is represented by those stocks or those bonds. So it's not a market. It's really, we would, we would, better, we would be better off saying, I'm not investing in the market. I'm investing in the economy. And that's a good way to put it, by the way. I, I tried to describe it this way, that when you invest in stocks, you're getting a ride on the backs of businesses, yeah. Really, what you're doing, you're putting the money in and you're saying, well, Apple, yeah, okay, that looks like a good business. And Twitter, no, not Twitter. Uh, you're putting your <laughs> not money. Not anymore. In, I'm sorry, that was old. Uh, you're putting your, you're, you're investing your money into those ideas, those operations, all of those things. And, and there's an aspect, of course, of optimism because you believe the future is going to be better than the past, which it always has. There's always been growth. But it isn't a thing. This is the, I, I get in an argument with people like, no, you're investing in thousands. And if you're done properly, thousands of companies many countries all those economies mm. and you're banking on the fact that they will be bigger better stronger in the future wait are you saying that when we invest properly we're buying the entire economy of the planet is that what you're saying and the entire planet of course will be in qatar starting tomorrow no only about only only a few silly people who a million uh, two a million two are more people than live there it's going to fall off into the uh the (laughs) arabian sea there can they wait after i'm gone but yeah anyway no i mean so again you're investing in businesses this is not a monolithic controlled by a few mr market sort of things and you got to think of it that way. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur here. All you got to do is say, I'll just expose my money to those companies because they've. They did it for me. They are the growth. entrepreneurs yeah, exactly. for me. It's entrepreneurism by proxy. And the other exactly. thing, the other thing is that you, when you, the market is all the people, it's, it's all the trades and they're going to move up and down because people's whims change. But overall, economies grow. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I can't help but laugh but when he said we're looking dry on Thanksgiving Day. So am I, by the way. Yeah, he'll be in the desert. <laughs> you know, during no, the no, no, no booze. I'm looking dry on Thanksgiving. Day. Oh, that's true. No drinking. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, you know, I was just sketching a little during the break here, and uh, I came up with like the perfect new logo for Twitter. I, uh, I I themed it after the story, Who Killed Cock Robin? You remember that one? That old exactly. story? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, what yeah. I did is I, the, pers- the, 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 the one who killed Cock Robin w- looks vaguely like a little Elon Musk, 
with a little bow, oh, God, no. and there's an arrow right in the chest of the Twitter bird. Ah, there you go. You're 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 ahead of the game. Well, maybe not that far ahead of the game, yeah. but you're ahead. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five. And David, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, got a 23 year old son who's going to work for a major municipality who is going to be maxing out on his um, deferred comp um, from the start, which is wonderful. But the um, discussion is whether or not it's better to take advantage of the um, uh, whether to put it into all into a Roth or take advantage of the tax deferred end of it and um, get the you know the break from um, hiding the money via not paying the taxes on the um, on his contributions. And what's his, what is uh, the roughly the salary at which your son will be paid? Um, he's starting off at like eighty five thousand, going to be up over a hundred within a year. Um, plus overtime, it's um, I anticipate him within a year, two years be up to one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty. I always forget, Don. What is the uh, max you can? Uh, about twenty. I mean, that's 000, another. Re- How much? Um, I think it's about twenty-two thousand next year. It, the, the whole no, argument no, no, is no, 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 no. How much? How much? How much income you can have and still contribute to a Roth? It's, it's below that, I believe. Hold on. Oh, but he's single, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. I I, I don't remember uh, that because much. here's the thing: if you can do it. With the Roth when you're young, yeah. I'm trying to find the total here. But, I'm getting it for you. Um, uh, okay. huh, 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 huh. Your modified how much? gross uh, um, uh, one forty four and twenty two. Okay, so here's the reason that I would strongly then consider at least probably putting I don't know two thirds in a Roth because um, mm-hmm. you won't be at some point you won't be eligible to do the Roth IRA if your income goes up enough. Now that's a bit of a bet. Number two, I like to have. A variable pots, if you will, of money in retirement. In other words, have some pre-tax, some post-tax, and then maybe some you know regular brokerage. So I'd kind of like to see them spread it a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, spreading it is just a good bet because we're trying to predict the future. But all things being equal, typically, typically, now this is not 100% of the time, so we've got to talk in broad generalities. Most of the time, people make a, they, they fall to a lower tax bracket in retirement. That's true. Which makes um, the the regular IRA look a little more attractive. But good savers like your son, the, he may very well be in a much higher bracket. So that's why you're hedging your bet so that he does have that tax-free money to uh, to take out in retirement so that he isn't paying taxes on as much of that at that higher rate. So it's just a bet hedging concept, and I think splitting it is a good idea. Yeah, split the baby there, and then you got you got both options working forward, and it may be a year by year consideration anyway, depending on the income that your son generates. And kudos to you and to your twenty three year old son for getting them going young, man. Wow, twenty three, yeah. if you say for twenty twenty five years, you wow, you and, will you will you huge. will be in a higher tax bracket at retirement. Which hey, is that That's, such a bad thing, really? No, that's not a bad. It, Being it in a higher out, tax bracket you means money. you make more money. <laughs> oh, you know, I want to keep myself in a low tax bracket. Yeah, but do you want to make less money? No. Mm, it's the have your cake and eat it too. And by have it, we mean keep it without cutting it. That's what having means in that. Bingo, in bingo. That, so that I think that's good advice, thing. Don. Yeah. Yeah. 
855 talk is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. Call us. We'll try really hard to make your financial life a little bit, maybe a lot bit easier. We'll try to keep you from getting ripped off. That is one of the most important jobs we have, is to keep you from doing things that could really hurt you or to try to help you get out of things you've already done. But we'd really like to help you before you get into them, so try that. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to our little get-together call, Talking Real Money, the show where we guess what we do. Go ahead. Guess. Talk real money. Yeah. That's what we do. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. And excuse me for a moment. Uh, I, I want to do a special personalized forecast for uh, someone near and dear to all of us. Uh, the uh, the forecast for Doha, Qatar. Uh, yes. Sunny and 84 degrees. Yeah. No chance of okay. rain ever. Yeah. <laughs> there you we'll go. call you in the... Pretty much Maybe never. A century. <laughs> yeah. I'm never. just looking at the forecast. It says never. Actually, uh, you know, funny thing, while you're flying, there's actually going to be a cloud for one hour. There'll whoa. be a cloud, but you'll be in the plane. You're going to miss the cloud. It says right here on the forecast. Uh, disappointing. A cloud at 3 a.m. Disappointing. On I got to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. 855-935-TALK. That is our phone number. And uh, Marie is hanging in there. Hi, Marie. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, Marie, go ahead and tur- turn your phone or turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Oh, okay. Is that better? That is better. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. So, yes, um, you can hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, my question is I know we're talking about um, investing in the market, um, but. Right now, um, I don't have any of that. What I do is I flip homes on the side as for extra money. And what I was thinking about doing in my retirement is having a couple rentals for my income in my retirement. What do you guys think about that? Is that know, a, I like small business. It is that a like job a you enjoy? Me. Yeah. I mean, really, that's yeah. what it comes it? Do you enjoy the job? It. I love it. I, I actually do uh, dental billing and coding remotely from my house right now, which I'm I'm glad I got into finally after 30 years of being in the industry. And um, so, but I've always, since I don't know, about 10 years now, I've been flipping homes on this side. Like I buy property and I put homes on it and sell it. And it's got me to being debt-free at the age of 51. And, um, and I want to continue to keep doing it, you know, uh, in the future, but like when I want to like retire, like not want to work at all and just live off of, you know, my income that I've saved over the years, I was thinking about doing like buying a couple, you know, manufactured homes, um, when the market gets really good here <laughs> and just keep keeping them nice and having a couple rental incomes in but, my but Marie, retirement. But so, Marie, it, but, it, if you you said you want to retire and not work, managing rental properties, as you know, I hope you know, requires work. Sure. Um, what if I got a management company do it, to do it for me? 
then your numbers well, start looking. Cut, yeah, that your numbers start looking a little less uh, attractive. And you still, though, you still will have some work, decisions that will have to be made by you, expenses that will have to be paid by you. Uh, but again, I, I, I just we we want to we want to avoid or actually debunk this argument that owning real individual pieces of real estate is a great way to generate passive income. It is not. It is a great business for some. But it is a business. It is not out an investment where you just put money in and it gives you money back like a bond. It's not like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I agree. Running any business is not easy. That is a business. And the only other thing I would warn you about is as you get older, it's going to be harder to flip those homes because you won't be as strong. That's just my take. Whoa. I wondered where he was going to go with that. I, and I wondered how he was going to get a bad dad joke in there. And he managed to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I think a, a, a big round of applause is in order. Oh, no, nobody's applauding. Okay, well, uh, yeah, um, just be careful. That's all. We're just saying, we you and plus you're going to have all your eggs in a single basket. And to us, that is a very, very scary proposition. Uh, you, We believe in diversification, and we believe you should have some other sources of income, and we believe you should have some other things that can become more valuable over time. Yes, you've done very well with it because it was a part-time job into which you— And it you, doesn't mean we don't like real estate. Right. We get a bad—people say we don't—yeah, I like real—I own it, I'd like, but it's not as easy as you may think to do this. So congratulations to you. Marie, for making it happen. All right. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Tom's, whoa, he's only got like 20 minutes. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You have it. You have money in your life. You may not have enough of it. You may be spending too much of it. You may not be managing it well, but you have it. You probably have it, particularly if you're listening to us right now. You have some money, and you need help dealing with it. That's why we encourage you to call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Anne did just that. She's next. Welcome to the show, Anne. Well, thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. So we have four young adult children, and we've been talking about Christmas with them and what they would like, and they're all wishy-washy, saying they really got everything they want, and so we just don't want to buy things to buy things this year. So we were talking about doing some investments for them, and we were wondering what our best options are. Yeah, I mean, that is a great question. They Do they all have earned income? No, one of them's a high school senior. One of them's just okay. started. He's actually in boot camp in the Air Force. Well, he has he earned income then. One of them's in. Yeah, um, one of them's in college, and the other one's in South Korea working um, as a teacher. So yes, she has she has earned income. But do the I mean, two though? But 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 the, does the teenager do, do the teenager and the college student have any earned income from a part time job or anything? The, the the teenager works at Pender Express. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ah, then there you then go. then it's ready. I'm going to sing the song for you. Roth IRA, Roth IRA, Roth IRA all day. All the way. Yeah. You can now yeah, invest I, for them. 
Okay. You, yeah, it, no, it, you got to know when to okay. stop. <laughs> I knew when to stop. I stopped. Okay, so here's the thing. I, w- I would open, and uh, let's see, for the adults, they'll have to sign it themselves. But for the teenager, you still have to have a custodial Roth. But I would tell them we're going to make a contribution to a Roth IRA. Of X hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get some going. I think it'd be fantastic and put it in one exchange traded fund and hit the gas. If the college student does not have earned income, then for that person, I would just buy them in a brokerage account, a growth oriented ETF like the Vanguard total or the Avantis total uh, ETFs, total market ETFs, so that they just have a well-rounded portfolio and they get in the, the, it's a great way to get them in the habit of saving. You just tell them they can add to it anytime. They can put a little bit in, they can put a lot in, whatever they have laying around. And also show them, go to a, a calculator, a, 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 a capital gains calculator, a, 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 a retirement, calculator? retirement calculator, one of those kind of calculators, and show them how much just that little bit of money today will be worth when they're 60. And by the way, even if they think they won't make it into their 60s, Odds are they will. I didn't think and, I yeah, would so again, either. I was sure Tom wouldn't. <laughs> Thirty years ago, he said that. Yeah. So you could just. Simply well, I figured go your, your ex wife was going to kill you, but she didn't. <laughs> she may still. She may still. Uh, so you could go to Charles Schwab, for example, open a Roth IRA with them, and then you could buy V is in Victory, T is in Tom, one exchange traded fund. It holds a globally diversified portfolio of stocks, perfect for a young adult. And this is literally the gift that keeps on giving for the rest really of their is. life. Yeah. It is. nothing. Yeah. Everything else gets thrown away, but this one gives and gives and gives and gives. And thanks so much for calling. What a great present for the kids. Yep. 855-935-TALK. And Mary, you're up next. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. I have a question for you about re-characterizing uh, Roth IRS. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay, great. Um, We, both my husband and I, deposited a full amount, $7,000 to over $50, into our Roth IRAs at the beginning of the year. And we have the fortunate circumstance now of knowing that we made too much money this year uh, for a loss. So we're going to recharacterize those into our traditional. IRA accounts that have zero dollars in them right now, and then immediately backdoor that back to our Roth, wanting to make sure that there's no change in rules or anything weird about that, and then going forward forward next year, not knowing if we will be above the new limits for 2023, it sounds like it would be a better strategy to put the money in the traditional Roth and then um, convert it uh, to the, excuse me, put the money into the traditional IRA Mm -hmm. and then convert it to the Roth so we don't have this issue next year. Yeah, no, I think waiting. I mean, I'm a little concerned when you say going to move the money out of the Roth. You're going to pay tax on any gains you've had on that Roth in mm-hmm. that in this tax year. 
Then you're going to move that back to the IRA and then immediately bounce it back to the Roth. It makes me nervous because a lot of transactions, as long as somebody's coding these things properly and the, uh, the custodian does have to code them properly or you could end up paying tax along the way for part of that that you shouldn't have to pay. Um, and this is another reason, by the way, for people that are going to be close on the income amount, which I think is somewhere around 200000 Two fourteen and 214 in 2022. Yeah. That's for married filing jointly. Next year, it's 228. Yeah. So if you're going to be close, you know, I recommend people wait. Why mess? I wouldn't even put it in the, I would just wait it out the whole thing. And then when you get close to the end of the year, see you what mean you mean basically just do. keep it invested in something. I would. And then yeah, and transfer then that into yep. either IRA or Roth in December yep, when you I have would. a better idea what the annual income is going to be. I'd yeah. rather wait it out to see what's going to happen. That's my take. Yeah. Cause it does get a little convoluted, but yeah. Um, uh, you, 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 you can do that. Yes. Yeah. You can do what you need to do. So do what you need to do. And then uh, next year, hang in there and wait. Thank you for I might the give call. it a few we days, but between, pardon me, give it a few days between each of those transactions. So oh, clear delineation. absolutely. Because I just, again, I, I worry. I would do it to make sure that all the, the statements come out right. Each one. You go, okay. You that go. was done yep. properly. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Thank you for calling. 855-935-TALK. Chris, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, thanks, guys. I have um, uh, two minor kids, 15 and 17. I want to set up accounts for them. And I did hear what you said about uh, to Ann. But what I want to add is, is there a way to protect the account so that they couldn't uh, like cash it in or anything like that? Wouldn't that be nice if you could? Yeah. It really would. All of us oh, as parents boy. have thought about that at some point or another. <laughs> Can't now, get it. now, let me yeah, tell you, there, you there is can. there is one trick. Now, yeah. is it? This is an easy trick. Is actually, it, is it is it totally legal? Yeah, yeah I legal. guess it's legal. Sure. You yeah, just don't sure. tell them. Yeah, you have the statements if you're going to have statements mailed to, mail you. to your home. Yeah, yeah I don't, there's nothing illegal about that, and then they don't know. And then you just neglect to tell them yeah. about it until they're older, and then you go, "Oh, oh my gosh, kids!" Or you're, I totally you're gone forgot. And they that. Find out. I, I mean, totally forgot about oh. your UGMA account. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that's really the only way. There's no. Yeah. Well, you could you could go to a lawyer, I guess, no. and pay somebody a lot of money to find out if you can't. But I don't. think Well, no, you can. You could set up a trust, but it's going to cost trust, you more than you're going to sure. put away. Yeah. No. I. So yeah. No. I. I would do it, and uh, a custodial IRA or custodial Roth IRA for each one of them, and then. Yeah, collect the information yourself. And before we go, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody because this is the end. Of we, we're not my gone time yet. On the show today. Excuse me. I'm gone. You're no, gonna, you're, you're leaving at, here. You're leaving before the break is over. I'm leaving before the break is over. Oh, Thank you wow. all for a great uh, and and I wish you all well for a very happy Thanksgiving. Don, it's all you. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Now, little did Tom know when uh, he thought he was getting to the uh, the, the World Cup via Qatar, um, he, they didn't mean Qatar Air or Qatar Air. They they meant an actual Coast Guard Qatar, so he's going to be several months on his way. So pre- pretty much just be you and me for a long time. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Call anytime. And if you need some help, you need more involved help with your money, you might want to take advantage of us. Take advantage of one of our advisors. Make them do something for you and make them do it for free or we'll make them do it for free. All you need to do to get some help, not permanent, but some help is go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on meet an advisor, talkingrealmoney.com. 
you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.